welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Vallier and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Your Financial Planet. This is David Vallier, and I'm the host of your show that talks about all things related to your financial wellness. Uh, In recent episodes, we've talked about the ongoing impacts of COVID-19 on the markets. Uh, Today, we'd like to talk about recent stimulus packages, um, changes in in fiscal and monetary policy, as well as impacts on financial planning. So in response to the growing pandemic, Congress has issued into law several bills. We want to talk about those today. The biggest um, and and most well-known is what we call the CARES Act, which was passed by Congress March 27th. CARES stands for Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act. And this is a monster of a bill, tons of stimulus here to the amount of $2.2 trillion, plus some extra tranches of money available down the road. Um, So joining the conversation today is Jordan Andrusiak. Uh, She's a team member with Synergy Capital Solutions. And we're looking to talk to Jordan about these recent bills, uh, a little bit about each bill and how they are impacting our view from a financial planning perspective. So Jordan, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're, we're super happy to have you. Can you tell, not all the listeners know you, so can you tell us just a little bit about you personally, professionally? Sure, yeah. So I am an advisor and I've been with Synergy and Legacy Burns Investment Group for seven years now. I am a certified financial planner, which means I take a focus on planning as, as our whole firm. Um, and we ultimately look to tie your portfolio to a plan. I have a Bachelor's of Arts degree in finance from Broad College of Business at Michigan State University, and I um, am married with a brand new baby boy. Yeah, it's exciting times. Very exciting, Very exciting times. <laughs> yeah. So just so everybody knows, uh, Jordan recently came off of uh, maternity leave to turn around and step into the wild world of crazy markets quarantine. and this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, quarantine. So a yep. welcome right back to maternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's a little bit a little bit different this time. Yeah, around, so. for sure. So Jordan, um, tell us a little bit about what bills have recently been passed. So in totality, we've actually seen three bills uh, around the stimulus. And the, the first two were smaller in, in nominal amounts. The first one was about $8 billion, and that one focused on really trying to find a vaccine and drive prevention measures. The second one was about $100 billion, and that was considered kind of phase two. This one was to help employees with paid sick leave and really to help cover healthcare costs of COVID. So if they were experiencing, you know, having to get tested, the testing is, was now free. The most recent and the, large, uh, the largest impact bill, as you mentioned, David, was the CARES Act, and uh, that is the one that is looking to be about $2.2 trillion at the end of the day. Uh, thanks, Jordan. I appreciate that. So a lot going on. I wanted to talk about why this stimulus package is needed. Can you fill our listeners in on that? Yeah. So ultimately, this stimulus package is really there to help bridge the economy during this slowdown and or, lack of a better term, standstill that we're experiencing due to COVID. Many, many states, Michigan included, and Florida's on a a county-by-county basis, as you know, David, 
um, are have impl implemented shelter in place policies. And what this has ultimately done has made it hard for a large subsect of the workforce to be able to actually work. The shelter in place concept is to stay at home, not be in public places, and not be around people, right? Social distancing, maintaining six right. feet from people. Right. That's very difficult to do if you work in the restaurant industry or in a manufacturing plant. Some of those workplaces, you truly cannot work from home. Right. Um, so what so what this stimulus package is help, helping to do is to help provide dollars to those direct employees who may be out of work, dollars to some of those businesses to help maintain some of that workforce. And ultimately, the idea is to help those dollars contribute back to the economy. Okay. Our economy, which is measured by GDP, right. is about 60 to 70% driven by the consumer. And when the consumer doesn't spend, therefore the economy and GDP goes down. So that's what Got they're it. trying to kind of stabilize and, and not see that happen over a okay. very quick time period. So we've had this really strong market, really strong economy, low unemployment rates. And then we've had this crazy pandemic that has really just taken everybody off the street uh, if they're following their, their local and state guidelines and, and kind of put them on the bench, so to speak. And so this is really a stopgap to kind of fill that gap for people that are, are, as you said, not able to go to work. Yep, exactly. And, and I think okay. what if anything, the, the government has learned from the, the Great Recession in, in 08 and 09 that there needs to be some stimulus to be able to help stabilize the economy. And that's, that's basically what we're seeing. at this. Right. So let's dive into that a little bit. And I know this is a massive bill. It was, I think, over mm -hmm. uh, 800 pages. We're not going to do a deep dive here. But at a high level, let's talk about where this stimulus will be directed. It'll be directed in, in, like you said, many different directions. But some of the things that we're really seeing, and I think that'll impact a lot of our listeners, can kind of be narrowed down to a couple different avenues. Okay. Ultimately, we're looking at some individual provisions, which will include direct payments to individuals to help shore up personal balance sheets. We're looking at increased unemployment benefits. So for people that are out of work, there's the possibility to have more dollars coming into their pocket for a temporary time period. Okay. Yeah, we're looking at provisions for small businesses. So there's some small business loan forgiveness out there that's going to help basically small business owners maintain payroll. Got and it. then there's provisions for some large businesses as well. And again, this is kind of a bridge loan to help them get over the hump. And the idea is, again, to maintain employees and, and really try and stem some of that unemployment rate. There's going to be some direct help to certain industries, such as airlines, who are heavily impacted at the moment, again, helping to stem some of that unemployment rate. And then there's going to be some healthcare response and some, some true ups to the healthcare system, not only to kind of get us through this time period, but also to help set us up for the future. Because one thing that was kind of determined is that our healthcare system was a little bit acquiescent, uh, unready for, right. for something such as this. Yeah, I was just going to say, so, I, I think as you as you read parts of the bill, Related to healthcare, I think there's almost an acknowledgement that, you know, that's an area that we need to improve for sure. Yes, exactly. And, and that's really no fault necessarily to the healthcare industry in right. and of itself. I think it's just more of a systemic uh, a concept that's kind of come to light. So, yeah. And then on top of all of that, there's going to be some aid directly to states 
on a bit of a pro rata basis. I believe about $1.25 billion goes to each state. And then some true ups to FEMA disaster funds. And, and like any good bill, there's a bunch of other things thrown in there, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. sure. Well, so there's a lot there. Well, there's a lot to cover. But what I would, was hoping to do is just kind of distill this down to two categories, maybe impacts from a financial planning standpoint or impacts on individual provisions, I'll say, and then retirement mm -hmm. provisions. Can we just kind of categorize that for listeners? So the impact to the individual truly comes into two forms. There's going to be direct payments to individuals. What we've seen is that should be up to about 3,200 for a household of married filing jointly with four people. There are phase outs for that. And there's of course different nuances depending on your filing status and your household demographics. But ultimately this comes in the form of a direct payment to employees or to people in the, in the state. What's interesting about that and what the purpose was is that really was there to help kind of shore up balance sheets. Mm -hmm. And the timing of it come is, is expected to come around the second to third week of April, which is also right. supposed to coincide with the peak of cases in the U.S. So I think the idea was navigate through some of the unemployment side, help to have an influx of cash really as things kind of climax. Right. Um, and have people have dollars so that they they're able to kind of move forward as we in you know in hopes get through kind of that peak of of time period. Right. So maybe just help the consumer have some extra dollars to hopefully redeploy back into the economy is kind of what you're saying there. Exactly. Yes. And and really to have dollars to to buy the things that they need. Right. They'll they'll yeah. need toilet paper and they'll need. Right. Uh, milk and eggs and all of that. And so really just making sure that they've got those dollars there for them. Okay. Then that is coupled on the individual end with the in increase in unemployment. And what the federal government has done is basically increased the federal unemployment insurance amount to $600 a week for four months, a temporary time period. And this is truly what they're hoping will come back into the economy via okay. spending. There, it's kind of interesting when you look at the calculation, $600 a week is about minimum wage times 40 hours a week mm -hmm. to get to that number. And then if you look at the amount that would be going out to various people to, to the unemployment numbers that has the possibility going back into the economy, it's almost a one-for-one -one match of what the expected economic drop is supposed to be. So that's kind of, okay. it's kind of interesting to see how that, that kind of short up. Okay. Aaron, tell me a little bit about the retirement side. So on the retirement side, what, what, uh, basically what they've done is, is kind of loosened the reins on some of the loan provisions, some of the early withdrawal provisions out of retirement or, or qualified plans and, and qualified retirement accounts. For instance, they went through and increased the limit that you can take a loan out of your 401k, again, approved by your employer. Okay. Uh, and remove some of the penalties for that. Okay. So there used to be early withdrawal penalties to take out of a retirement plan. They've, they've uh, foregone that for the year 2020. They've done the same thing that removed the early withdrawal penalties from an IRA. You have the need for COVID-related expenses. So that's something mm -hmm. that you'll have to kind of determine and, and shore up on your taxes to be okay. able to not have that 10% penalty. And then the other thing that they've really done that has a huge impact on planning today is they've deferred 2020 required minimum distributions. So there was an act that was passed towards the end of 2019 that moved the 
required minimum distribution date to 72. So what happened is if people turned 72 and were going to take their first or their first and second RMD required minimum distribution Mm -hmm. in 2020, they now no longer have to take it and can defer it again until 2021. And the nice thing about that is that can potentially lower taxes from it because when you take a distribution from your IRA, it's taxed it or as ordinary income. It can help to potentially lower taxes for, for clients and employees. And then they also don't have to sell in a down market. What we've talked about previously is that timing the market, you try you don't want to sell into a down market because you're basically locking in those losses. And it right. can be a hindrance, a long-term hindrance on the portfolio. This kind of has a twofold benefit from a long-term planning standpoint. We're, we're running towards the end of our time today. Thank you, Jordan. Lots to cover there. We really appreciate your time today. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions. We're always here for you. Okay, great. And can you uh, inform listeners on how they can reach out to us? Yeah, certainly. You can reach out to us at hello at synergycapitalsolutions.com or always reach out via our website, which is www.synergycapitalsolutions.com. Wonderful. Thank you. And so we'll be covering a lot. There's a lot in this stimulus package, a lot of moving parts with the markets. We'll be keeping everyone informed in future episodes. Uh, so for, um, for those of you who would like to be notified of future episodes, please hit subscribe below this podcast or share with family and friends uh, simply by hitting share. I'm David Valliere, your host of Your Financial Planet. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk. And there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information.
Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisors before establishing a retirement plan.